What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the PFN Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Kyle Yates, and I'm your host. I can be found on Twitter at KyleYNFL. That is Derek Tate, our fantasy football analyst here at Pro Football Network. He can be found on Twitter at Derek Tate NFL. Derek, how are you today, my friend? I'm feeling kind of bold. You know, I got double steak and uh, burrito for this morning. Had it wrapped Ooh. in taters to stay on point with Whoa. my brand. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty bold today. Let's do this. And we got some football on the wow. TV. This is about as good as it gets. Adam Rank is our guest here today joining us from NFL Network. Adam, as always, it is so much fun to do a show with you, my friend. How are you today? No, I'm doing great. I'm, uh, I'm inspired by Derek. I love the fact that he's just full carnivore. Right there early in the morning. I thought, you know, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little guy. So I had my little peanut butter with a banana and I thought I was living. You know what I did? I, uh, not only did I have a latte, but I said, you know what? Make it the macadamia milk. Cause I'm going bold because I'm going to be on with, uh, with Kyle Yates today. So I was like, this is going to be a day. And I got to meet Derek. I'm, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. We're going to have, I think this is honestly like for me, the most fun show that we do all year, bold takes, like just throwing stuff out there, standing behind, having conviction of our takes here. This is going to be a ton of fun. Before we get into it, gentlemen, I do have a question of the day. We're going to get super positive. We're going to go into some of the positives here with fantasy football. I wanted to bring us down just a little bit. Let's talk about some of the negatives. Who is one player that you're trying to avoid as much as you can as possible in your fantasy football drafts this year? Derek, I'll start with you. Yeah, Brees Hall. That price tag right now for the New York Jets running back with a lot of other moving parts, a lot of rumors, Dalvin Cook, Willie Woney, who knows right now that that ADP price, I'm staying away from Brees Hall. Not that he's not talented, it's just a little bit too pricey for my liking. I'm kind of staying away from Brees Hall to wait how like kind of get some positive reports before I invest in him heavily on draft day. Well, I'm glad it, to, I'm glad to find out that Derek hates fun because there's <laughs> the, the reason that you need Brees Hall on your team is that he leads to so many punny fantasy football team names. Like last year, a lot of my teams were named Brees Love and Understanding after the famed Elvis Costello song. And so to have that name, you have to draft Brees Hall. That's just science. That is that is the kind of analysis you will get on the NFL Network, which is why you probably don't watch the show. Which is why, why does this show suck? You're like, because uh, Rank says dumb things like these. But uh, no, I I actually, as much as I love Brees Hall, like, I think that you're right. I mean, like, I I have to agree with that. Rank, uh, who is that player for you this year that you're trying to avoid as much as possible? Uh, Quentin Downs. You know why? Because you started a fantasy start. It's our dynasty league. You had the draft. I'm the only guy who does a show Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, the sick <laughs> podcast with Adam Rank. Uh, it's a Chicago Bears centric podcast. If you don't like the Bears, don't tune in because you won't you won't care for it. And, and even if you are a Bears fan, you still might not like it. Uh, that's when that's when Kyle has the draft, and I think that I've got everything set up because I've like I got because uh, I had one point one, so I had Bajan Robinson, which is obvious. Even though we don't have a quarterback, we have one quarterback. <laughs> and it was like, do you want Anthony Richardson? I'm like, don't be stupid. Like I'm not not taking Bajan Robinson. I don't care if I'm if I'm if I have Travis if I have Heineke at some point this season or, or the, or Colt McCoy. But, uh, but I was like, okay. And so then, you know how the draft is going to fall. So I'm like, I'll just put Roshan Johnson as my number two pick. And did somehow I ended up with Quinton downs. And then I, I reach out to, is it Brett Coleman 
Yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, like, hey, you know, like a little bit of a mistake. Do you mind if we switch? And he's like, no way. (laughs) Never. Oh, it would take a lot more than that. I'm like, dude, he went like you can clearly tell. Like, I, I don't know if you know me. I'm a Bears fan. I would not have made that mistake. And I'm like, you want me to just give you Bajan Robinson? Would that just make you happy? <laughs> to which, to his credit, he said yes. So, okay. So I'm like, no. Um, you know what? I When I think about this, there's not a lot of, like, I, there's really not any position that I'm looking at where I'm like, eh, I don't really like it. I will say, talking about Bajan Robinson, in redraft leagues, I'm a little apprehensive because I still think that Tyler Algier is going to have a little bit. Because I I've been led down this road before with uh, with uh, Arthur Smith, where you're like I get it, like the science adds up, like he could have the most touches of any, but I'm like it's still a rookie, I don't know, so I'm not avoiding it. Like I took him with our 1.01, like there's no there's no doubt about it, but like in redrafts, people are getting a little saucy. Uh, I saw somebody take him at 1.02, and I got Justin Jefferson at 1.03, and I'm like okay. That, that works Go for, for me. It. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, gentlemen, before we get into our bold takes here for 2023, I've got a couple things that I want the people to know about. We have a fantasy football discord over at PFN. Over 1,400 people ready to talk some fantasy football with you. The link to join that is directly here in your description, whether you're on YouTube, which if you're watching over on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and click the bell to get notified for when new content drops. That link is right here in your description, or if you're listening over on your podcast, wherever you're listening to podcasts, you can find the link for that there as well. Additionally, if you are looking for that Discord link in your podcast podcast description, make sure to take 30 seconds out of your day and rate and review the podcast. It helps us out in a major, major way. So make sure to do that here while you're listening. Hit that rating, five-star rating, leave a review. We appreciate every single one that comes in. Gentlemen, we have a lot to get through and not a ton of time. So let's move into some Because of me, first bold. of all, because of me. And then I, I sit here and filibuster for 15 minutes on nonsense that people don't care about, making fun of Brett and all that stuff. But that's what I do. I'm a wild card. That's why it was very... It was very ambitious for you to give us four. And Derek's probably sitting here like, why did I agree to do this? <laughs> like, I, I've i never seen a man's facial expression just change so rapidly in the last five minutes of like, oh, this is going to be fun. Great to meet you. To be like, this guy sucks. I don't want to be well, here Well, here's anymore. the thing. Here's okay. the thing that Look, I told you. Rank, you and I have done so many podcasts together over the years where I, I know that I can just ask you something. I can let you go. And he, I told Derek this. <laughs> I can give you something and you will go off on a tangent. You will do this filibuster thing and you somehow you have this insane ability to somehow bring it back together at the last second. So I told Derek, I was like, you just got to let him go and he'll bring it back. He'll bring it back somehow. So I've already kind of warned him. You are a good friend of mine. I've already kind of warned him what to expect here with Adam Rank. So anyway, let's gentlemen, let's get back on track. Okay. Bold takes for fantasy football in 2023. Derek, give me your, we're going to go least spicy to most spicy. So Derek, I will throw it to you. That bold take. What do you got? Ooh, least spicy. Well, number one, I'm putting Justin Fields as finishing as the quarterback one overall. I don't know how spicy that is. Maybe it's because I'm with a Chicago Bears fan and Adam (laughs) Rank and I'm feeling as having like my, I'm having my second heart attack here, Ted, but I have a feeling that Justin Fields has already shown us his hand from his success in 2022 after a rough start. Like what is it? He didn't complete 
like 12 passes in a game until I think it was like week six. It took a while for Justin Fields to work his way through what was one of the worst receiver groups in the National Football League. But Justin Fields floor as a rusher the next from like week six, I believe it was to like week 14. There was an eight game stretch where he averaged 88 yards on the ground. I think he scored six rushing touchdowns. He also added 11 passing touchdowns during that span. There's a lot of correlation between the careers of Josh Allen and Justin Fields that I like. And I want to bring up real quick before I throw it back to you. I see a career trajectory for Josh Allen and Justin Fields being the same. They both struggled as passers, as rookies. They both had an interception touchdown ratio that was in the negative. Second year, they proved that they had that rushing upside floor that you can count on while taking steps as a passer. In the third year, Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs and went to the freaking moon. Finishes the quarterback one that season. This year, the Bears get DJ Moore, which... His numbers are deceiving. He was very efficient when it comes to beating man coverage and against zone. He had one of his best years as far as being able to create separation. The numbers just weren't there because Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and P.J. Walker were throwing him the ball. Justin Fields finally has himself a wide receiver one. They improved the offensive line with Darnell Wright. I think Roshan Johnson is the best pass blocker in this group. Assuming he doesn't have a major injury, I think the Chicago Bears offense takes a huge step, including Justin Fields. If he stays healthy... I see a QB one finish for the Chicago bears quarterback going off the board routinely is the QB seven QB eight in drafts right now. So if you truly do believe that that presents an incredible value for you in fantasy football drafts. And we saw the value that was present for Josh Allen in the year that he took that major step forward. And then not only Josh Allen, but Jalen hurts even last year, the correlations between Josh Allen, that's the blueprint. That's the blueprint that Chicago is following for Justin Fields with Jalen hurts and AJ Brown last year as well. So if you truly do believe that, then Justin Fields should be on 100% of your rosters in that fourth, fifth round of one QB formats as the QB7 or QB8 off the board. A tremendous value in someone that could truly take a massive step forward this year. Adam, let's throw it over to you. You bold take number one. What do you got, my friend? I'm going to go. Uh, I don't need to echo any of the stuff that you were saying about Justin Fields because I obviously agree. But one of the things that I really love for this season is Damian Pierce breaking out with Bobby Slowick in that Houston Texans offense, which is really going to run a lot of the same schemes that we've seen from the San Francisco 49ers. And really, it goes back to, to Mike Shanahan back in the day. When you think about Mike Shanahan, because this, this umbrella starts with Mike Shanahan and filters down to Kyle and Sean McVay and Mike McDaniel and all these guys. And I think back to when Mike Shanahan was in Washington. This is how far back I will go. A lot of you might not be old enough to remember a guy. This was an old-time football player named Alfred Morris, who seemingly came out of nowhere driving like a Buick LeSabre that he never upgraded or whatever it was. And they always found efficiency in the running running attack. And I and it's been everywhere that Kyle Shanahan has been. Sean McVay, I think that he it gets overlooked because Cooper Cup has done so well that it's really going to pay off. And last season, everybody was all in on Damian Pierce on the opportunity. Now we have a little bit of a better reason. Like we have a little bit more, even though we haven't quite seen it from him, we have seen the offense work with other running backs, and I know that Devin Singletary is there and some other things, but I think the offensive line for Houston is sound. They're going to want to run the football with C.J. Stroud, and I think Damian Pierce, who was a a huge a huge fan favorite last year that everybody is kind of sleeping on right now, now is the time to go back because that offense is going to be better. 
Yeah, you you mentioned Devin Singletary's name there, and I actually think that that's a advantage, like a pro, for the argument in in Damian Pierce. And I think that the for Damian Pierce, I mean, it's it's Devin Singletary, it's Mike Moon, it's Dario Ngobawale as the other running backs on this roster. You mentioned the strength of the offensive line. This is one of the better offensive line units in the entire NFL. The system, the scheme is going to want to run the football, take the pressure off of your young rookie quarterback. I think everything's teeing up for Damian Pierce to have a big year. I don't disagree with this one. Rank. Derek, let's throw it over to you. Your bold take number two. What do you got, my friend? Yeah, bold take number two. It's never a good sign when you're in a public fight with your boss. Jonathan <laughs> Taylor scares the living bejesus out of me right now, and I'm predicting that he's going to finish outside of the top 25 at the running back position for a second consecutive year. There is a lot of moving parts right now in Indianapolis, and Jonathan Taylor formally requesting a trade starting the offseason training camp on the pup list, and you got a new head coach, you got a rookie quarterback that you have no idea what to expect from. There's a lot of things that just feel unstable there right now, for the Colts. So I'm hesitating on taking him in the first round and I'm fading him really far down my rankings. I know that Shane Steichen has the template for success for a quarterback with Anthony Richardson's skill set, but I still think that there's going to be some growing pains before Anthony Richardson brings the type of returns that we saw from Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. I'm fading a lot of people on this offense, but in particular, Jonathan Taylor is the one that I'm fading completely out of the first round and you know, probably hesitating on taking the second round because I like a lot of other running backs in that price range. Well, Derek, let's talk about that. What, at what point would you really have to see Jonathan Taylor fall to to where you're like, OK, now I will take him. Right. You've mentioned the first round for sure. You're out. Second round. There's still some other options. You can get Nick Chubb in that territory. Like you're definitely looking at Nick Chubb over Jonathan Taylor based on what you just said. But how far down the board until you truly do get to the point where you're like, now I will take the chance on Jonathan Taylor and buy the risk? Yeah, I think it just depends on your league format. And, you know, if we're playing in a super flex league and he's still there in the third round, I'm probably going to go ahead and pass on him in the third. But if, if we're talking about, you know, a standard league or something of that nature, it would be very tough to pass on him just because he has proven that he has a running back one ceiling. It's just an investment right now that feels pretty unstable. I'd say mid to late third, fourth round until this whole thing gets settled and, you know, he returns and everything's kumbaya singing happy-go-lucky type songs heading into the 2023 season I don't feel that right now for Jonathan Taylor so I'm kind of steering clear and maybe third fourth round is when I'd finally pull the trigger on him it's Evan Hall season and I I could not be more excited I I will say this though and this is one of the things because I've recently published my tears on NFL.com is I haven't really moved Jonathan Taylor yet the only reason why is that a couple of days ago we all thought that Danielle Hunter was going to be traded by the Minnesota Vikings. And even to the point of like, I was making jokes, like I can't wait to see him in a bears uniform. But what happened was, and I think this is something that's very pertinent to what could be possibly in the future for Jonathan Taylor is that when, when Daniel Hunter did his deal, he had it written into the language of his contract. Like you cannot franchise tag me. And I think if Jonathan Taylor is able to come to some sort of agreement where he can't be franchise tagged or anything like that, and they'll just play it out. Because a lot of times these things get settled, and as long as it's settled quickly, I'm back in on Jonathan Taylor. But I agree with Derek that if this starts to linger a little bit too much, because we've seen this with running backs in the past. I know uh, yep. uh, Chris Johnson was talking about this not too long ago. Le'Veon Bell. Like, it just it is not a great situation to where. So I'm still somewhat positive right now, but as this continues to move on, 
I'm going to be less uh, less less inclined to draft him. The more that he stays on the sidelines wearing not practice pads and everything like that. Yes, yeah, I will continue to be concerned here. Adam, let's throw it back over to you. Your oh, second yeah. bold take. I I had one, too. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say Dalton Kincaid is him. And I know that it's very difficult for young wide receivers to come into the league and make an immediate impact. And even though Kyle Pitts was like not not great last season during his rookie campaign he had a thousand receiving yards and i think that's a very possible and realistic goal for dalton kincaid and i think that you know it's it's so unfair to put labels on these kids coming into the league but if you spent any time and i watch a lot of pac-12 football, probably not much more not not much in the future but currently (laughs) uh, watch a lot of pac-12 football you couldn't help but watch him play and be like yeah we're watching the college version of Travis Kelsey. Like it, it's too easy of a comp. There are times like where I'm like, you guys like, stop, stop with the comparisons, let the kids be him. But he was such a dominant factor in what at the time was a power five conference to where you're like, yeah, this guy, I can't wait to see where he goes. I was actually very scared during the draft as a bears fan. Be like, please don't go to green Bay of all the things. Don't go to green. Oh, you're going to go to Buffalo. Fine. Don't have to worry about you there. And actually walks into a really nice situation where this is the best part because a lot of times with tight ends, the reason that they struggle so early, it, it's very difficult because you have to learn the job of an offensive lineman while also learning the job of a wide receiver. But the good part about Dalton Kincaid is like, we're not going to ask him to block. Right. Like, oh, we're not going to do it. Like if, if Brad Pitt is in your movie, we're not asking him to sing. You're just going to sit there and act and look handsome. Dalton Kincaid just has to go out there and catch passes. They'll put him in the slot. They can even put him out wide. I think they're going to find a, a wide variety of uses for him. And I think behind Stephon Diggs, he ends up being the second most targeted guy in that offense. So I'm telling everyone, listen, we've we've made this mistake before. So don't don't go crazy. Don't don't put your entire hopes at the tight end position on Dalton Kincaid. But he is something somebody that I'm definitely targeting. Well, and that is current ADP too. You're getting him outside of the top 12 tight ends. Like you can take multiple, multiple shots on the late round tight end. If you're not going to go, we talked about this on yesterday's podcast, but if if you're not going to go with a TJ Hawkinson, a Mark Andrews, one of those guys, then take multiple chances later on. Go with Dalton Kincaid and a Chigokonkwo, right? To just throw multiple chances and see which one of them pans out there. Dalton Kincaid, the rookie tight end out of Utah, has all the talent in the world. So if someone's going to emerge as a rookie tight end, Yeah, Dalton Kincaid has a pretty good chance of doing so. Gentlemen, I cannot get enough mock drafts lately. I cannot stop mock drafting. But with Underdog Fantasy, I get to feel the rush of adding a player to my team as many times as I want throughout the offseason without having to worry about that team throughout the year. And it actually counts. It's not just a mock draft. With Underdog's best ball drafts, you simply draft a team and then let the season play out. No waivers, no trades, no getting your lineup decisions wrong. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com with the code PFN and you'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. Deposit $100, get $100 free. You can also click the link in your description to sign up and take advantage of this awesome offer. Head over to Underdog Fantasy and crank out some best ball drafts today. Gentlemen, let's keep the bold takes going. We are getting closer and closer to your most spicy takes of the offseason. So, Derek, I will throw it back to you. Bold take number three. You know, I'm the conductor on the Tyler Higby hype train, and I'm sitting on the train by myself. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay because he finished last year career high, tight end six finish, career high in targets last year. And a lot of folks are going to think, oh, well, you know, he broke out because Cooper Cup was hurt. He actually averaged more targets per game when Cooper Cup was in the lineup 
with Matthew Stafford also slinging the rock around than he did once Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford were out of the picture. He still posted a career-high 72 receptions, and that was with, what, Matthew Stafford, Baker Mayfield, John Walford, and, what, Bryce Perkins throwing him the ball last season? Look, Cooper Cup is dealing with a hamstring injury, and we know sometimes those soft tissue issues can linger into the season and, you know, cost you some time. Just look at Keenan Allen. But I'm saying whether Cooper Cup is in the lineup or out of the lineup, Tyler Higby is a very good bet to see 100-plus targets for a second consecutive season. And last year, if you were a tight end that averaged six or more targets, you finished inside the top seven with the exception of Zach Ertz, who was actually in the top seven on PPR points per game, despite he only playing 10 games last season. So those targets are going to be there for Tyler Higby in 2023, regardless of whether Cooper Cup is in the lineup or not, because he has more receptions, yards, and TDs than all of the other veteran wide receivers on the roster for the Rams combined. So I still think that Tyler Higby is going to have a massive role and is flying under the radar big time as the tight end 14 off the board as far as current ADP goes. This is crazy to look back at uh, stats from last year. 108 targets, like you said, 72 receptions, 620 receiving yards, which is just 8.6 yards per reception. That's not fantastic. Only three receiving touchdowns. There's a lot that goes into that. Do you know what his A dot was last season? 3.2. 3.2 was his average depth of target last season. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's going to be a little bit higher than 3.2 this season. Yeah, it's Cooper Cup, but Cooper Cup also dealing with that little bit of an injury paves a path for Tyler Higby to be an incredible value. It feels gross. It feels like a game that you just do yeah. not want to go after, but everything else is pointing towards Tyler Higby actually being a value at the tight end position. Adam, let's throw it to you. Bold take number three. I don't know how bold this is going to be, and perhaps I could have put a, a little bit spicier uh, picante sauce on this, um, but I really do believe that Sky Moore is going to end up gobbling a lot of the targets that are going to be vacated by the absence of Juju Smith-Schuster in Kansas City. And I think a lot of times whenever we see rookies entering a a, a team coached by Andy Reid, it takes a little bit of time to get adjusted, to get going. I, I think that, you know, we we love the talent coming out of college. I was a big fan of his. But once they signed Juju, you're like, okay, well, they really want him to grow. And people have just kind of forgotten. This is what happens a lot of time in the fantasy industry is that you get hype on a guy. And I was talking about Damian Pierce earlier. It's like you get hype. They disappoint a little bit in the rookie season. And then you just assume they're garbage, that they're not good players, that they can never they can never grow into the position. And I think Sky Moore is a perfect example about this. Kansas City even drafted a Wookiee. A Wookie. Yeah, they drafted Chewbacca. <laughs> they drafted another rookie wide receiver that people are, are falling in love with all over again. And it's like, no, no, no. Sky Moore is here. I think that last season they understood what they had, which is why they would go with a veteran for one year. But I really do believe that Sky Moore is going to be the guy in the slot. And you look at the slot targets, like they pummel the slot receiver position with targets in that offense. And it's a perfect situation. And going back to what you were talking about with Cooper cup, like having these elite players on the field helps out a lot of these guys. Like you want that kind of situation. I know it's almost counterintuitive because you think about somebody like Marquise Hollywood Brown in Arizona, where you're like, okay, this guy's going to get all the targets. That's good. But sometimes for like better targets, more scoring opportunities, things of that nature, you want guys who are sometimes the 2A, the 1B, or something like that. 
And so I always look at the really high-powered offenses. Like, who's a good offense that's going to be moving the sticks and scoring points? It's the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you miss out on Travis Kelsey or anything like that, because my low-key stack in some of my early drafts, and I have a draft that's coming up that's it's heavily weighted towards the quarterback position, so I always get Patrick Mahomes. I never get to stack him with Travis Kelsey, but I'm going to be stacking him with, with Sky Moore this season, and I feel pretty confident with it. As you look at that, you do projections for this Kansas City Chiefs offense, and you run through, you're like, okay, well, Travis Kelsey, we know that he's going to just get an absolutely insane target volume. And then you look at the wide receiver core, it's like, well, Marcus Valdez-Scantling is not a high-volume receiver. Rasheed Rice is... No, he's not a high volume receiver right out of the gate in his rookie season coming from SMU. Then you look at Kadarius Tony and you're like, well, Tony, before he got injured, okay, he could be that guy. But you look back at his stats from last year, Tony's only 20 targets in nine games last season. Like, are you yeah. going to project Kadarius Tony to go to 120 targets? No, you can't do that confidently. Sky Moore has all the talent in the world. Coming out of Western Michigan, that was a big ask for him in his rookie season to go from Western Michigan to the NFL in an Andy Reid system and produce right away. And so, yes, you're absolutely correct, Adam, where fantasy managers had high expectations. He didn't meet those expectations. Everyone is off of him this year. Presents an incredible, incredible. You can get Sky Moore in the 12th round of 11th round of fantasy drafts right now. And that just seems absolutely ridiculous. So, yes, I will have a very high exposure to Sky Moore in my fantasy leagues this season as well. Derek, your final bold take. Where are we going? Yeah, I just want to go ahead and say, can we just get a whole mulligan for Sky Moore heading into this year? Let's just forget about his rookie year. I'm I'm all on board with Sky Moore. So it's time. So last time I was conducting a hype train. This time I'm going to lay on the tracks because the Jameer Gibbs hype train is real, and I get that he has special playmaking ability. He's fun to watch. The problem is. I think David Montgomery is going to be the highest scoring fantasy back out of the Detroit Lions backfield this upcoming season. And right now you're, you're what taking Jameer Gibbs in the third round. You're getting David Montgomery in the sixth slash seventh. This role David Montgomery is stepping into is the Jamal Williams role, which is the role you want for a fantasy back in this backfield last year, Deandre Swift, who was incredibly efficient. I think he averaged over five yards per carry still only saw he saw fewer than 200 touches, whereas Jamal Williams, on the other hand, is going to be getting, what, had over 200 carries, I believe, if I remember correctly. David Montgomery has seen more than 200 carries, I believe, every year of his NFL career, and he is still someone that is very capable of producing whatever you got from Jamal Williams. He's, I think they're pretty similar players, except I think he's kind of Jamal Williams plus, not to mention Jameer Gibbs, I have some concerns about his pass protection. And for a rookie running back, that can get you off the field very, very quickly and more so early on, right? And David Montgomery, while he's not great in pass protection, he's certainly a capable enough pass protector and a capable enough receiver to keep Jameer Gibbs off the field if he struggles in pass pro. So for that reason, the goal line work too is going to be dominated by David Montgomery. Try to find, you know, five touchdowns from inside the five yard line over the last two seasons for Jameer Gibbs. They don't exist in college. He's not somebody that's a short yardage thumper. That is David Montgomery. He takes that Jamal Williams role. And I think he's a definite threat to score 10 rushing touchdowns this season. Remember uh, when, uh, first of all, I feel like Kyle and I are like Polly in Goodfellas where he has to finally turn his back on Ray Liotta. He's like, I love you, but now I got to turn my back on you. And that's what it feels like with David Montgomery. 
And the whole thing with Jameer Gibbs, the funny part about what you're saying, like inside the five, remember the first year when everybody was all gaga over Clyde Edwards, Elair, uh, you guys might not be old enough to remember Clyde <laughs> Edwards, Elair's rookie season, but everybody was so like, uh, and I was on board. Like I I'm, I'm as guilty of this as anybody. And like, he gets those goal lines. I think it was the, the, the opener against the Patriots. And he just gets stoned at the goal line and time and time. You're like, Oh my God, we might've made a grave mistake. Um, and I could feel that I could feel that kind of going the way of Jameer Gibbs, but I'm sorry. I cut you off. I apologize. Kyle. No, this no, is, I was actually finished up. I was finished up and it's good to hear that. I remember Clyde Edwards, Edwards, I remember CEH. I remember the hype train. I, I was aboard that hype train and, and it kind of derailed <laughs> at some yeah. point. So. Jamal Williams, you talk about the role that David Montgomery is walking into. Jamal Williams, last season, 17 games, 262 rush attempts on the ground, and of course, 17 rushing touchdowns. Now, we are not going to project David Montgomery for 17 rushing touchdowns. That was a bit of a fluke. But however, 8-9 rushing touchdowns for this in this offense that was in the red zone with regularity last season and not much changed. Yeah, I think that David Montgomery is in line for a massive workload so much. So when I went through my Detroit projections, I talked with two people that I'm kind of like double checking my projections with consistently whenever I get like a super outlier. It's JJ Zacharyson and it's Jake Seeley. And I messaged Jake Seeley was like, what do you have for David Montgomery this year? Because I feel like I'm a little bit too out there. And I, I mean, David Montgomery, 260 plus rush attempts on the ground is absolutely feasible this year. If you're looking at the roles and the intention of what they want in this backfield, Derek, I don't personally, man, I don't think this is that spicy. I absolutely can see this happening. Yeah. And I think that people are absolutely sleeping on David Montgomery this year in Detroit. Adam, let's wrap up the show, my friend, your final bold take. The spiciest take there would have been that Jake Seeley's funny. <laughs> I heard that on the internet the other day. No, I swear to God, like somebody like I had to, I had to read it twice. I'm like, who are they talking about? Cause it says Jake Seeley, like, Oh, funny. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. This is somebody else. Who is it? No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Jake, Jake well, catching means, strays on the PFN fantasy yeah. football podcast. That's <laughs> listen, that's to be expected. He would be disappointed <laughs> if I didn't, but in any event, um, my final one, and I swear to great Caesars ghost himself. I don't know why I've become this person. Why I have to be the voice of reason. I don't want to be here. I don't want not. I want to be here. I want okay. to be with you All right. Too. Great. Thank you for. Clarifying. But I mean, on this on this soapbox <laughs> that I have to continually go on. Why do you guys out there now think that Aaron Rodgers sucks? Like, where did this come from? Where where is this? For years, it's been beaten over our heads that Aaron Rodgers might be the greatest quarterback of all time, and yet now. The entire fantasy com community, nay, the entire football community is like, that piece sucks. He's, he's garbage now? How is this possible? Like, I am so hyper on not only Aaron Rodgers, but also Garrett Wilson. I know that last season was not great for Aaron Rodgers. And there was times where it appeared that he did not want to be there on the football field. You could have said that happened in week 18 against the Detroit Lions. But the thing of it is, there is no player in the history of the NFL, who is driven more by spite and pettiness than Aaron Rodgers. And last season, he played through a broken thumb, still put up good good enough numbers. But now he's going to a place where he's he's refreshed. Like you saw, we it's it's recent history of what he did after the Green Bay Packers drafted Jordan Love. He goes out there and puts back-to-back 
MVP season's up, and now you think he's going to walk into this team in New York that has Garrett Wilson, who I absolutely love, that great defense, and he's not going to go out there and produce. It's absolute insanity, and you're crazy. And I see his ADP as the quarterback 12. I see people. I see random receivers. And I listen, when you're drafting Garrett Wilson, if you're going to take Ty Hill and Devontae Adams and Amon Ross St. Brown even, that's fine. I'm not arguing against that. I'm As a matter of fact, I'm an advocate of that. Take a, take a premier wide receiver. Take Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. But in the second round, when Garrett Wilson falls to you, you gladly accept him like a gift card. Somebody's like, hey, do you like chilies? And you're like, yeah. Okay, here's a $50 gift card. You embrace it. And you go there and you get the queso and you have a wonderful afternoon. Do the same with Garrett Wilson. And if you get Garrett Wilson, you just go ahead and stack him with Aaron Rodgers. You will be printing money this season. And it sucks that I have to be the person that says that. I don't want to be. I don't want to sit here and heap praise on a man. And listen, Aaron Rodgers says a lot of dumb things. And there's some things that I can't go along with. And I know the big one, the elephant in the room, and I'll address it here, even though I'm told, like, don't talk about this in public. But I agree. Aaron Rodgers likes Star Wars Episode Nine. Even with that hanging over him, I can still be on board. The Rise of Skywalker was terrible. <laughs> and the fact that Aaron Rodgers thought that, that is his most offensive take of all time. I I, I'm, I, I hate doing it. I hate saying this about Aaron Rodgers. And I hate that I'm going to have him on my teams. That's going to be even worse. When you do have the defense that New York has to be able to put the offense in advantageous situations, if they do sign Dalvin Cook to go along with Brees Hall, Everything is there for Aaron Rodgers to have a good year. But then, I mean, I just messaged the guys here just the other day as some clips coming out like, guys, I'm 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 buying in like I'm buying into Garrett Wilson yeah. and the hype and just like it, I think it's going to happen this year. So I completely agree with this one as well. Rank. Well, that will do it, gentlemen. Your bold takes here for 2023. Always appreciate getting the chance to chat. Rank, why don't you let people know where they can find and follow you on social media and then what you got going on that people need to know about? Uh, I want to thank everybody uh, for joining us here. And thanks again for having me on this. And I I, I would be remiss uh, as much fun as we have doing this show. And I'm sorry, Derek, to bring you in on this. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get through this. I know that we always had a tradition of doing something with tags. And um, it, it feels weird not being able to do a little meatball hour with him. But I want to I just want to let everybody know that when I do this with you, Kyle, like it's it's still the meatball hour to me. Mm. Um, thinking about all those good times that we had together. So I wanted to give a, a special shout out um, to Tags and his family that we're still thinking about him each and every year. And so, um, uh, so I appreciate the opportunity to come on. If you enjoyed any of the stuff that, that went on here today and you're a Chicago Bears fan, you're in luck. You can follow me on the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank or follow me on Twitter at Adam Rank and Simple Enough. But uh, thanks again for having me and uh, allowing me this uh, platform to uh, come and have a little bit of fun with you guys today. Thanks so much for saying that, Rank. You know, it's I've got the shirt that I'm wearing here today. I've got the hat that I put on regularly, and every time that I do, uh, I always stop and think of tags. And, uh, man, miss him like crazy. But always fun to be able to get to continue, you know, his 
his legacy here and talking fantasy football, which is absolutely what he loves. So I appreciate the kind words there, man. All right. We do have the PFN fantasy discord that you guys need to check out there. You can find the link for that here in your description. So make sure to check that out. And then of course, also we have our written content going up every single day. Derek, Jason Katz, Kyle Sapi are cranking out the content over on the website at profootballnetwork.com. You guys need to go over and check that out to get prepared for your fantasy football drafts this season. All right, that'll do it for Adam Rank and Derek Tate. I'm Kyle Yates, and we'll see you next time.